What's up everyone, it's 7pm, which means it's 11pm, haha, <laughs> it's 7am, it's 6pm, it's 4pm, and as always, I sprung uh, Alani, I think it's called, and, uh, that's okay, I don't know, maybe it's not. So I want to start by pointing out that my show is now also on YouTube Music, because I finally made that playlist when I was uploading a YouTube video, which we'll come back to that soon. Although I did notice that, first of all, episode one is after episode four, because it was a re-upload to YouTube. And I have to double-check. There may be others. But episode 80 is not available on YouTube Music, because it won't render. Or it didn't render when I uploaded it, so the YouTube video doesn't exist. So it can't be in the playlist, because it doesn't exist. So, I don't know. For my new listeners, if you ever hear this, you want to go back and see episode 80, I just want to point it out today that that episode does exist. I still have not missed a day to date. You just have to get it on Spotify or Apple Music or um, Amazon or just go on the website, nevertimetogiveup.acast.com, I think. I don't remember. That's not the point. So, yeah, that's the first thing. I also, I screwed around in Wawa a lot this afternoon, and even while I was bullshitting with everyone, I still grabbed bananas, went in the office and looked for tape, you know, I did little work tasks, but we were talking about flying, because guess what I did today? I did my four hours of flying for the week, and we went to the Wild West, Kobe, and we actually did a touch and go in PBI. So, add two more airports to the list of airports that I've been to in my history, Total time is now 304.6, and we keep on going up. So as is the norm, we'll start with, you know, the, we, uh, I told this story already a couple of times, but supposed to be telling it to Angel, and she's still sleeping, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, I, um, did it in, I did it in, what the hell is that sentence? Cancel, redacted. So, we got to the airport really early. We got fuel, which that was a whole funny story about that. I actually thought that the fuel... Never mind. Don't worry about it. But some interesting stuff happened, which really confused me. The the sheer kindness, if you will, of the FBO. But anyways, then we got on the road for our road trip. <laughs> we flew up to the Wild West. We, um... And I was a little bit confused trying to get used to, well, switching back to the six-pack now, but also using the touchscreen GPS, but it's in a different spot, and it's a lot smaller. So that was a pain in the butt. But we went into the Wild West, did a landing. I did a landing, at least. It was a pretty good landing, you know. It was mostly on center line. It was really smooth. Then we went up again, and my coworker did a landing. Then I went up again and did one perfectly on center line, but a little rougher than the first time. No, wait, that wasn't the one that was rough. That was a perfect landing, I think. Yeah, that one was the one that was butter. He had the rough landing because I made him turn base too early. So then we taxi over, we get gas, which that was a whole thing since I've never, I've done it like once or twice, self-serve fuel. Uh, that hose is heavy. Also, I spilled some, but that's okay. Screw you, Greta Thunberg. 
Then we walk over to go to the cafe, and it's closed from June 15th to June 29th. Wish we would have known that before we went up there for no reason. Then we went back, we went north toward the MOA to see if we could see fighter jets. We didn't. We were flying back, and I said, I want to go to Palm Beach. And I got really confused at this point, because around this time, I was like, hey, we're at 2,000 feet. Why does it show that there's traffic 2,000 feet below us? Because that would be literally in the ground. Like, is our TCAS broken? No, there was a crop duster underneath us, and we got pictures of that. That was pretty cool. And those are on Instagram. I said the three C's that we got pictures of today were crop dust, cruises, and crosswinds. So there was the crop duster. You know, there was a little bit of a crosswind at Kobe, but it didn't make the landings unmanageable. Also, let me tell you about Kobe. I, it is the Wild West. We had this one plane come in, Nordo, and that's what, And I was like, see, I'm not even comfortable crossing the unused runways because of some Part 61 cowboy like that. Scaring the absolute crap out of me. But, you know, I did my fair share of Wild West stuff. And li- literally the phrase of the day, what, like normally how I work, I say, oh, that's future people problems. Well, the phrase of the day today was, oh, it's okay. We're in the Wild West. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> so it's like taxiing at 14 knots. Nah, we can go a little, a little bit faster. Uh, crossing an active runway. I don't need any lights on to do that. <laughs> It was daytime, and there was nobody on the runway. But it was just a little... We still... I still tried to follow most of the rules. I, I made radio call-outs on every taxiway, every turn in the pattern, everything. But you had people come in, no radios, acting like they own the place. And I was like, this is why we don't go to these places. Then we went to Palm Beach. We flew out along the... Sh- we flew east over the Pratt & Whitney... Um, uh, what the hell is it called? Where they the uh, the assembly plant and the testing facility. Then we flew east over the beach and then south. And I asked my dad at this point because I had Wi-Fi. I was like, "Guess where we're going? We were going east. He thought we were going to the Bahamas, but then we turned south. He's like, "Not far into 152. <laughs> like you're not wrong." Uh, we ended up going to PBI. They gave us two a left. Which, if you looked in the airport diagram for this airport, they gave us a 3,000-foot shitty strip next to the nice 10,000-foot-long, really wide strip that they give the airlines. So, we were not even fully configured for landing, and we were halfway down the main runway. (laughs) But we went in, we did a touch-and-go, it was a Stiff crosswind. I put a video of this on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook if you guys are curious. Stiff crosswind from the left, from somewhere between 170 and 200. So almost a direct crosswind. All the way down to the ground, and I was on speed, on glide, smooth, buttery touchdown on centerline. Oh, so nice. Probably my best landing of the day. Uh, we did touch and go, and then we went back to Fort Lauderdale. This was when stuff was unhinged for me because we were doing the approach for 2-7, which, by the way, I am now instrument current. Yay! Six approaches and a hold. I'll be current until January. Woohoo! Anyways, so we were doing the RNAV for 2-7. They were giving us delaying vectors for sequence. 
And we ended up like six to ten miles offshore over the open water at 2,000 feet in a single-engine plane where we flew over a cruise and where I was shitting bricks as usual. I don't like the water. Nah, I'm getting slightly more comfortable. I still know that I can't swim, and honestly, if I'm going to be flying over this much water, I should start packing a uh, life vest or a raft or something or a, and a portable radio to Mayday. But anyways... Um, yeah, because, you know, the glide distance is 1.5 miles per thousand feet, and we were at least, we were more than three miles offshore, because, you know, 1.5 times the 2,000 feet we are, that's three, but that's in zero wind, obviously we're approaching 2.7, which means the wind is from 2.7, we're flying east, that means we have a tailwind, so if we turned around to try and make land, yeah, we're not even getting three miles, we're probably getting two at best, just a little bit of math. Speaking of a little bit of math, while we were up in the air, and I was like, all right, I filed 99 true airspeed, which is great because we have 90 knots indicated, all right, 2% per 1,000 feet. We're at 6,000 feet. That's 12%. We'll just say 10%. 10% of 99 is 9, so 10% ni- of 90, which is what our indicated airspeed was, is 9. 90 plus 9 is 99, so 99 knots. And I was like, I was pretty close. Just a little bit of math. Anyways... That was, um, that big brain knowledge that we have. Then we came in, we landed, and, you know, we did a slow taxi in, added like an extra two minutes so that we could get the thing to be exactly four hours. And we went over to the Jet Runway Cafe, and I got my big banyan breakfast and my mimosa because it was brunch and I'm a white girl. Yum, 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 sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> and I went home. And we plan for next week. I have an adventure plan for next week. What do you guys see that? I'm going to actually bring... I may talk about it on the Monday Night Special next week. But I may bring my camcorder and my GoPro so that I can film this awesomeness. And I have also ideas for what we're going to do going forward in regards to me getting my multi and building all these hours, and yada yada. Also, I stopped using the PSA lunchbox finally. I've unpacked that bag into a backpack. I said, you know what, I bring this backpack anyways, I might as well just use the backpack and make everything fit nicely. So I did, and that's... So now we've switched backpacks slash bags for like the fourth time in my piloting career. I used to use that bag with the American flag... Now I use this backpack. I've used the leather messenger bag. I've used the lunchbox. I've used... um, I think we had another bag that we used to use. I don't remember. The majority of my career has been the, uh, the bag with the American flag on it. And then, like, adding and removing stuff until getting the PSA lunchbox. In a short period of time, we used the messenger bag mainly during my private so the backpacks are definitely the best because they sit nicer on the bike seat than the messenger bags um yeah but I think I'll stick with this bag for the foreseeable future although it does have a rip in it hopefully I can find another bag like it I think it's a Walmart brand one we'll go and look for a replacement to it 
backpacks are nice until I can get an actual proper flight bag that they sell at the pilot stores. I got a good idea for from my coworker for what to do with my old maps because he said that I he thought from what I said that I have a bunch of them. No, I used to have a bunch of them. Now I've only got one and it's going to Angel. But if I ever end up with a bunch of them again, apparently I can use them as wrapping paper for presents. So. That idea is not lost on me. It is going in the shadow archive of good ideas. The saggy. That's officially a term now. Saggy. Shadow archive of good ideas. That's, that's one of them right there. So, yeah. Or as Jamie Oliver would say, yeah! Welcome to the saggy. The shadow archive of good ideas which I'm trying to decide whether it should be in my notepad, the real-time board for Miro, or Apple's whatever that sketchy program, sketch program is that nobody uses. So, I don't know. Now I'm getting texts. Saggy. What else did I do today? I went for a really long walk, explained to Sheldon about the different classes and categories and endorsements for aircraft, as well as the plans for the future. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the main stuff today. Went flying, got food, went for a long walk, and, uh, I don't know, I thought there was something else, and I can't even remember now, but, yeah. So, like I said, we did some good flying stuff today. And now I've got good short-term plans, medium-term plans, long-term plans, which may be detailed in the Monday Night Special or may not. And yay. I don't remember. As far as backpacks and stuff go, I'm going to stick with this one a while. I think so. I think it's nice. It's functional. I don't see a need to change it I don't know but with all that in mind uh, we're going to cut things loose because I got to go to bed for work I'll see you guys tomorrow good night